0: Welcome to the Course Creators MBA podcast. I'm your host Destiny Kopp and in this podcast we're covering actionable tips to grow your online course business. But before I begin I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my Course in a Box program which helps you create your revenue generating course in less than a week. Course in a Box is on the AppSumo Marketplace at a special deal, and I will make sure that the link for Course in a Box on AppSumo is in our show notes. And today we're beginning our Course Creator Series where I'm chatting with ordinary course creators just like you. We're gonna be talking about their entrepreneur journey and their online course business, how they got started, the challenges they've experienced and how they overcame them. These are real discussions with real people and I'm so excited to get started. And my special guest with me with here with me today is Debbie Gartner. Debbie runs a successful home decor blog, the flooring gore Com, dot .com. She's been blogging since 2010 and has leveraged the power of SEO to get over 500,000 page views per month and generates over 20,000 net profit a month. She has leveraged her blog income to pay off more than $238,000 of debt. Debbie has coached over 100 bloggers on SEO and she's a best-selling author of two very successful SEO books easy on-page SEO, and easy backlinks for SEO. She has sold over 3,000 eBooks and courses to bloggers and entrepreneurs. And Debbie, I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thanks for being here.
1: Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) So we're going to jump right in and I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about what you do and who you help. Sure.
1: My name is Debbie and I'm known as the flooring girl. That's what people here locally call me because I used to have a flooring business where I would go to people's homes and help them pick out their flooring. And fast forward, I created my website, theflooringgirl.com in 2011. Um, I did not do it to make money. I did it to help get customers for my business. So they would find me if they happened to be in my local area here. I live in New York, just outside New York city in the suburbs here. So that was my business. And I had no idea at the time that you could even monetize or make money from your blog, but it was working pretty well for me. So that's what I did before.
0: So let let's back up. So you started the com in 2011 and really the intent was was for local people who are interested in flooring in their homes or maybe their businesses so they exactly. could find you and bring you out is that what you were doing?
1: Yeah, that's all I was doing. I just wanted people to find me. I remember when I first started my blog, my dad said, why would anybody want to read your blog? And I said, oh, nobody will want to. I don't care about them. All I want is the people that need to get their flooring done to find me. So he did not understand the concept until many years later, but my whole thing was based on SEO. So if they had a need or a question, they would go onto Google and type it and then they would find me. And then, they would read my blog posts, and they would, you know, trust me and like me and learn from me and then call me into their home. So I actually found out as time went on, because a lot of people found me that way, they already knew me by the time I went to their home. So they welcomed me in and they were much more likely to buy their floors from me because they felt that we were already friends from reading my blog. So that's how it started
0: amazing just simple SEO practices and people could find you quite frankly all over the world and you probably didn't even know about that at the time oh totally
1: that's the thing I was only trying to optimize for local people but you know I wrote blog posts that I guess appeal to everybody who has questions about their flooring so then yeah my traffic started going up I started getting calls from all across the country and other countries too but mainly in the you know U.S. people would you know message me me or email me different questions and things like that. I just, I didn't know what to do with all these people. So I used to have the phone number on the site. So then my assistant could take care of the appointments, but then the calls were coming in like crazy and she couldn't even keep up. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? So then I came up with the idea of having a different phone number. So the people that found me online that weren't local, they would call a a Google voice number or something like that. And if I happened to be in my car and driving, I would once in a while, you know, answer the phone, but it allowed her to at least take care of all the real customers that wanted real local appointments here. So yeah, not, not a big plan, but it just, everything kind of evolved over time.
0: So let's, Take a step back i want you to tell me a little bit at the start of your entrepreneur journey what were things like for you how did you feel tell us a little bit about what was keeping you up at night yeah well i
1: think for like any small local business it's always you want to find more customers and you want to grow your business you want to try to scale i mean scaling and blogging is way easier than scaling a one-on-one business you know i was basically the main face of the brand and I would go to people's homes and help them pick out their floors. And then I was able to, you know, hire people to do the work and to manage the workload and to answer the phones. But at some point I kind of capped out. There are only so many appointments I could do per week. You know, I have to go there, drive there and, um, and then do the estimate, take measurements, do the proposal, follow up with customers, so there's only so much that you can do as one person. At Towards the beginning, it was more like, oh, how do I find more customers? Any customers, I don't care. Like I will drive to New Jersey to take a customer, whatever I can do. But as time goes on, you get more customers and you get more repeat customers. So then the question becomes, okay, now that I'm busy enough, how do I get better customers? You know, how do I go to things that are better use of my time the ones that are more likely to say yes so we would then kind of say okay well we're only going to take care of people in my county if they were a county away if I have to go over a bridge like no go I, I don't need that now I have enough people calling me and then it was okay how do we make sure that they're ready to buy now so my assistant who was answering the phone she did a really good job of screening people and so if they were not ready to buy yet instead of being totally rude she would just book them out for three or four weeks from now or something and so some of them if they were in a rush they would just drop out you know so or if they sounded like they were a bad customer like i.e., that they were just price shopping or something that we were not really good at or that wasn't as you know profitable for us or likely to close, she would try to push them out. So over time, she got much better at managing my calendar. So you know, it's one of those things where you just build in stages over the years. First, how do I find leads? Okay, got leads. Now how do I get those customers to have appointments? Then how do I get better with the customers I'm meeting with how do I close more sales and then just do it again and again and again year after year <laughs> you know so and then then you start looking at your high times you know for us spring summer and fall were pretty busy but the winter was not busy so then what do you do in the winter to make up for the fact that it's snowing outside or it's cold or you know when i get to right around Thanksgiving, people start putting Christmas trees up and then they can't do their floors, it's too late. So then how do we supplement? And then you start going to the next level. Okay, well, lots of people won't do their floors in the winter because they don't want people trekking in their house, but who needs to do their floors? Okay, well, there are kind of two sets of people that need to do their floors. One is the people that are moving into new homes, right? They, they want to get their own ready so they can move in. So then it was, okay, go find real estate agents and um, find referrals that way. Um, find painters also, because if they are doing painting, they often do flooring. The other big reason people might need to do their floors in the winter is, and I hate to say this, but that they often have some sort of accident or something like that, like the, um, they had a flood and their floors are ruined. And, and while that's very unfortunate, the, the good news is that it's usually covered by insurance. So it's at least paid for. So then it was, okay, find the restoration companies that are doing that, or people have ice damming, you know, all those like little things that kind of ruin your floors and you have to have to get them redone. So then it was, okay, well, let's be the um, The person who comes and saves the day and helps them out and gets them through
0: their worst times. And
1: hopefully they will see you as a hero and not that this is the end of the world.
0: And what I'm hearing from your story there is that you're always continually looking at your business, seeing how you can improve and seeing how you can make things better for your business and quite frankly, for your, for your customers,
1: exactly exactly and it's kind of moving one lever at a time in the same way that it is for blogging right now so you know how do I um how do I get more effective with my marketing how do I make the appointments get the bigger bang for the buck in each one how do I better follow up with my customers so I close more sales but you kind of at the beginning you don't you don't know which way is up but you have to figure it out because if you don't figure it out like you won't make any money and you're going to lose everything. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to work in corporate America and, and I really enjoyed it, but um, you would get a, a paycheck, you know, every two weeks, even if the business did bad. I mean, I worked really hard on my businesses, but you always knew the money was coming in here. If you're not making sales, you're not making Any money, and you can go even go into the red, especially during the winter months. So you have to hustle and keep learning and getting better, and you learn from other entrepreneurs as well.
0: And and that kind of brings me to my next question. You had mentioned that almost four years ago, you found yourself in a very bad place. You had two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars in debt, debt without a means of income. Can you? Tell us a little bit about what was going on in your life, and then what did you, um, what actions did you take, and what did you decide to do about it.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. So I can't go into details about um, how that happened. I will just say that sometimes life is very unfair. But I had to sign a confidentiality agreement, so I I can't um, give you the details. But basically, I had to. Um, close down my business and I had 24 hours notice <laughs> and, um, and figure out what the heck to
0: do. So, wow. 24 I hours allowed... notice to close down your business.
1: Yeah. It, wow. it was a long, it's a long story, but it was a very tough, tough decision. But I mean, if only I could go back in time and tell myself it would be okay. I did, did not know that at the time. But I figured this is the best scenario that I can do. I'm just going to change everything. And um, I did not realize how badly I was in debt at that point in time. I knew everything was hard and it was hard paying the bills and and things are going to be very hard. So I I knew that, but I basically could not do flooring for two years. So everything I'd worked for, for, I don't know, eight or 10 years, like down the drain. (laughs) And all of a sudden I had no job. I had people calling me saying, hey, can you take care of my floors? But I wasn't allowed to because of this document that I had signed. So I honestly, I wish I could say that I was really great at handling it, but I was a total, total, an utter wreck. You have no idea. So um, I was, I was in shock, and I was terrified, and I was crying every day. I probably hyperventilated, and I live in New York in an expensive suburb, and I own my condo. So I'm like, how am I gonna? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna pay my bills? And And I did not want to go back to mom and dad, but the fact is I own my place. I had put money into the apartment and everything. So there was a lot of, it was sunk cost, but it would have been all lost basically. So I'm like, I just had to figure something out really quickly. So I had this blog and I was getting a lot of traffic to the blog. I think I was probably getting around 100,000 or 150,000 page views a month and I wasn't really trying to do that because back then I wasn't monetizing my blog. As I said, I was simply getting trying to find local people who needed their flooring done. But by accident, I brought in all these other people across the country. So I said, there must be something I can do with that, that traffic. There must be something. And I had thankfully been reading some blogs and listening to podcasts back then. People like, um, you know, like Pat Flynn and everything and seeing what they could do. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could do something like that. You know, I know, I do, I know the hard part. I know how to do SEO. I don't know how to do anything else. I don't know how to monetize, but I should be able to, to learn. It was kind of my logic, but I knew that it would take me a long time to make money. And thankfully I knew that. So, I said, I need to figure out a stopgap so that I don't lose my condo. So I said, okay, I'm, I took on two part-time jobs. So one of them was blogging and doing SEO because I already knew how to do that. So I, I found some clients that I could do work for. Um, and thankfully I had the stats on my blog for them to believe me that I could actually help them. And so I did that, but that was only you know, a part-time job and i knew it wasn't enough so i went to um one of my painters that i knew so it was someone that i used to give painting jobs to for my flooring people and he would give me flooring jobs for his painting people and i just i honestly i just begged him to take me on and i said can can i um can you teach me how to do this cuz i can't do flooring but flooring and painting go together and we had done a lot of joint appointments and um and he's like no um, it's January and nobody paints in January (laughs) and nobody paints in February, just like they don't do floors. I mean, he's exaggerating, but he's like, I don't really need some, anybody. And I was devastated. And then, um, he called me back a day or two later and said, you know, I know I don't really need you now, but I know you're really good with the customer. And, uh, I think that we could do this if we do it on a commission basis. So you basically only get money if you sell a job and then it was low risk to him. It was January, February, he wasn't too busy. So he's was like, I have some time to train you. So when you find the right person, you should hire them instead of vice versa. So he, he saved me, but that's what I did. So I did those two part-time jobs for like maybe sort of a year and a half while I built up my blog. And so that kept me afloat because as I'm sure you know, at the beginning, making money in your blog is, is pretty frustrating <laughs> and, and pretty slow. Yeah. So that's how, that's how I made it
0: through. So you, you basically couldn't do the flooring anymore. So you found two part-time jobs to kind of tide you over. So you didn't lose your condo, but you also had this website that you mm-hmm. wanted to figure out how to monetize. So let's kind exactly. of move- move into that? What did, how did you, uh, begin to monetize your blog? What kind of products did you sell? How, what steps did you take then?
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, back then I did not really know anything about selling products or that potential, but I had a lot of traffic to my site. So I decided to, um, just turn the ads on. And that was, you know, when I did that, I made, I forget like a I did that. Oh, sorry. I had done, a, I had dabbled a little bit and I mean a little bit on Amazon associates. So I was maybe making $300 a month. So then I turned on the ads and um, I made a thousand dollars for the month. And I'm like, oh, yay. Cause I knew, you know, it's going to be better the next month. And the next month I made I'm like, yeah, look, it's working, it's working. And I'm like, it's going to go up. But no, of course, I just flatlined, you know, for a while. So, I mean, at least I was making some money. But, you know, then it went to like $13, $1,500, you know, it was just like flatline there. So, and thank goodness I had those other jobs, because the purpose of those was not long term, it was simply to get me through the two years, and make enough money until my blog, could make enough money to become self-sustaining. And then from there, I learned how to do affiliate marketing much better. And I I will tell you that I was a slow learner. I did take a couple of courses, but it really wasn't until month 11 when things started to kick in. And then I got it, a combination of getting it, but also um, combining it with the SEO together. And then just having time for those to, you know, simmer in Google. So in month 11, which was November of that year, I made $3,100. And I was like, oh my God, you know, oh, sorry. In October of that year, the painting job I had, um, the guy decided to close the store. So all of a sudden I lost one of my (laughs) part-time shops. I'm like, oh my God, I have to make this blogging thing work or I will wonder you know again so i worked really hard in october and then in november and that's when i made thirty one hundred dollars on the blog
0: and, and and you were you made that money just from either ads that you had on the site or um affiliate marketing that you exactly okay. exactly
1: so i was only doing those two things to monetize and it was that way for my first two years practically my first two years of blogging so you know, then I went to 3,100. I'm like, I'm starting to get it. Now I did more Then I went to 4,100. And then in January, I went to 4,400. And then I went to like 6,300 and then 6,600. And then I think in March or April, I was like 8,000. And then somewhere in July, I made what I make, uh, ten ten thousand ten thousand one hundred dollars And by the way, all those numbers are profit numbers. I hate when people tell you the revenue numbers and not tell you the profit numbers, but I needed profit because I needed to pay, pay my mortgage and I needed to pay off that debt. So I basically needed, based on where I lived and the debt that I had without making major down payments to the debt, I needed $10,000 a month just to survive, and to be able to have enough money to also pay the IRS, you know, whenever April happened. So I just worked really hard. But at some point, the blog started to really take off and grow.
0: So as of right now, you have the ad money coming in the affiliate marketing coming in. And I know Mm -hmm. you started to add some courses and some books to your portfolio to sell them. Yeah, a little when did you do that? And tell us, why, why you decided to go down that path and how has, how has that worked out for you? Okay.
1: So it worked out really well, but I wish I could tell you that I had a strategic plan throughout all of this, but I did not. And as you hear my story and ask me questions, you'll see how backwards I did everything. And hopefully your listeners can learn from what I've learned. They do it more strategically than I did. So, um, my, I needed money still, to pay off the debt. And um, someone randomly in a group that I was in, a Facebook group said, does anybody know a good SEO agency that I can hire? Um, And I knew that that can do a lot of damage because if you hire the wrong one, they'll ruin your website, you know, for life. And he was someone I knew a little. So I just sent him a private message. And I said, you know, I think I can teach you how to do SEO. I think I can teach you in an hour. And if you're willing to pay $75, I'm willing to give it a try. And he thankfully said, sure. And of course, it took me more than one hour. But anyway, it was great. And he paid me and it was a lot of fun. And I didn't tell anybody back then that I knew how to do SEO. I just did it and I wasn't looking for additional clients or anything. I just did it. And then um, he said, oh my God, you totally know what you're doing, what you're talking about. You should start a blog on SEO. And I said, well, I don't, I don't like blogging about SEO. You know, like, that would just bore me. And then a week or two later, someone else had a similar problem. And I said, you know, I think I can teach you. And, and she said, sure. And then, um, and then some other people said something. And then word started to get around. Okay. And you did all of
0: that just by finding people in Facebook groups.
1: Yeah. And I, and the funny thing is I was not even looking for people to do this for, Mm -hmm. but what happened is my dad got really, really sick. So um, thankfully he's okay, but his um, he needed to get brain surgery and we didn't know what it was at the time. So he was, he just turned into a different person and I don't know who he was, but after he later got brain surgery, he got, um, everything was fine. But anyway, I couldn't deal with it. So I needed to take my mind off of it and I needed to make money. So I'm like, let me just do more of these appointments. I just did them over the phone, you know, and then it'll help me mentally and it'll help me get my debt paid off sooner. So I started doing that. And seriously, like in the Facebook groups, word started to get out. And eventually I was booked for three months straight.
0: Just for SEO consulting, just talking with people over the phone, that's it.
1: Exactly, just teaching okay. them how to do SEO, that, that's it. And then like people would say, oh, I'll, I wanna do it too, and oh, Debbie knows what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, so three months out, and then I was feeling overwhelmed and I did not know what to do. So I had coached all these people and they're really nice, and in the Facebook groups, they started to say, well, why don't you just create a book? so so that's how it happened so I created an SEO ebook people call it a course because it's very in-depth and I just launched the book and that was month 24 so December of my second year and I did like I told you I did everything wrong so I did not even have an email list like I didn't even have I didn't use the email like I And I hated email. So I'm like, how the heck am I going to launch a book when I have no email list? And then someone said, affiliates, do affiliates. And I said, oh, good idea. So I did. So I launched my first book solely with affiliates and also my past customers. I mean, voluntarily, like I didn't, you know, I didn't coerce any of this stuff. But they would just say really great things and people would buy my book and then people bought the book and then they would go in the Facebook group and say, oh my God, like this is something I didn't even know existed. So back then my first book was about backlinks because, you know, there's a lot of SEO stuff out there, but no one was talking about backlinks and I knew that it was so important. So I wanted to differentiate. So that's what my book was. Then people say, oh my God, I've never read anything like this. And then more people would buy it. And
0: that's how it started. And tell everybody listening, because they might not know what backlinks are, and just for the record, this is something I want to learn about, because it's, it's something I know that I need to do better with on my website, but tell them what backlinks are.
1: Yeah. So basically there are two main parts to SEO. Once you've decided what to write, there's what's called on-page SEO and there's off-page SEO. On-page SEO is everything that the customer experiences on your site. So it's the actual content that you wrote, how well it's, you know, optimized for the keywords that you want to rank for, you know, the pictures and and your site speed and, and everything associated with their experience on site. The other part, which is probably the other 50% of what accounts for your rankings are backlinks. And backlinks are basically when you get a powerful backlink from another site to your site. And in Google's eyes, they are basically like votes for your site. So you basically wanna get more votes and more backlinks to your site. And that is, that is the whole idea. Now it's not quite as simple as that. Like, not all links are created equally and, you know, you want different types of links and this and that, but that's what the whole ebook is about. So why backlinks are so important and importantly, where to find them, the different criteria that you want and the places to actually go and, and find them. And that was
0: the book. And we took a little bit of a tangent there, but I think that was important just so people knew exactly (laughs) what backlinks are, because a lot of people might not know. So in 2020, you created two other courses and two other books. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah. So actually I started, let me go through all the stuff that I did, because when the book launched, I was afraid there was going to be a failure, but it was the exact opposite. And then I saw, oh, look how much money I made. So in, I made $14,000 that month. And then Just I saw- Just from the pro- book launch or additional? I made $14,000 $14, in profit. Okay, gotcha. That month. And then um, I could see how powerful that was, but I could see, well, you know, I only talked about one main part about SEO. I can see all these other people who are more beginners need to know about all the basics on SEO. So I created another book. And and people call them courses, even though they are books. And it did really well. And then what I found out is that it made both books do better. And then I sold them as a bundle. And so in – let me see if I got this straight. In February of my third year, so like month 25 – or no, 26, I guess it was, I ended up making $18,000 for the month. And then um, – the next month in March, I ended up making $24,000. And I i also was scared about having the money to even pay the IRS. I did not know how much I needed to pay them, or even if I would have enough money to do it. So I just worked harder and harder and harder. But I made $24,000. And I'm like, holy moly. You know, now part of that was because I had a new launch, and I ran a sale because it was a launch, and that's not all consistent. But um, then the next question became, how do I create more consistency? Because I can't just have a $24,000 $24, a month and then a $12,000 a month, like that would be awful, like, especially when I had all this debt to pay off. So then from there, I started to really think through things like how do I actually create an ongoing audience? And that's when I started a, an email list. So I created a free SEO course to get people um, into that and then some of them end up buying my book and then from there later the end of my third year I created my first course course if you will. <laughs> so an actual course and it was it's a more advanced course for SEO so it's called um, easy. SEO revamp. And it's not for beginner bloggers. It's for people that are already getting some SEO traffic. And then how do they get their articles to rank higher? So if I'm on page two, how do I get from page two to page one? If I'm on page one, how do I move up into slots, you know, one, two, three, one, two, or three or four five or six. So I put that together then. And now I actually sometimes sell all of them as a bundle together. Okay. So it's, it's meant to be, you know, after you have like three to six months of traffic, then what's the next level? So that was the first course course I did. And I did it on Teachable and it worked well. I was, I was supposed to launch it sooner. Everything I do takes longer than what I think it's going to. So I was supposed to launch it in November and I didn't get to finish it until December 17th, which arguably is a terrible time to launch a product <laughs> right before Christmas. But I think I ended up making over $6,000 that month in the course launch. And considering there are only 13 days or 14 days left in the year, I was, I was pretty
0: happy with that. So let me ask you this. You mentioned that you, to build your email list, you created a free SEO course. Can you talk, and I'm a huge fan of online course creators using kind of free or low cost mini courses to build their yep. email list. Can yep. you tell us how that's working for you. How much has, when, did, when exactly did you launch it and how much is it growing your email list?
1: Oh, it totally helped. It's the only way that I grow my email. List. Well,
0: I shouldn't say the only way. It's the
1: main way that I grow my email list. So, okay, I, like I said before, I did a lot of things backwards. So, My blog is about flooring and painting and has nothing to do with SEO, right? So I'm like, well, I'm not going to blog about SEO on my flooring blog. I'm not going to ruin the SEO on my own blog and no one's going to find me and I'm never going to rank. So what the heck? So at the beginning, I did it all through the combination of affiliate marketing and this free SEO course and i basically would if someone was asking seo questions in facebook groups i'd say oh i have a free course and here's you can take it right here and then people signed up so i started that i think 6 months after my <laughs> 6 months after my first book launch so very backwards but yes it works out really really well and that's how people get to learn some basics about seo and then hopefully some of them know like and trust me and then they end up buying at the end of the sequence or they just stay on my list for a while and i do my best to try to provide high quality content on my email list because i don't have a facebook group i don't have a blog about blogging so this is my only way to connect and provide value to people so i teach them as much stuff as i can in there and then over time some of them end up buying my ebook because they they see, how it can, how they see how SEO can really help them, and they believe me.
0: And we will make sure that that link is in the show notes for everybody. Okay. You have been extremely forthcoming with numbers, so tell us kind of where you are today, if you don't mind.
1: Oh, sure. Yeah, so um, first of all, good news, I paid off my $238,000 in debt. On- Yay! I was going to say this year, but it's, it's last year. So it was, it was Bastille day. So July 14th, 2020, I couldn't believe it. So I have no more debt, at least no more bad debt. I still have the mortgage on my house, but I consider that good debt. So that happened, um, you know, like six months ago, I guess. And then, um, I've been making $20,000 a month in profit For the last 22 months in a row, and hopefully this will be month 23, we'll see. I've had other months where I've done, you know, better, but every single month has been at least $20,000. And so I've been trying to scale in in different ways, which we can talk about in a second. But, um, you know, obviously with the pandemic, things got hard again, (laughs) and- Um, I had to pivot like four times. So when the pandemic hit, of course, my ad revenue went down um, a lot. And also I make a lot from Amazon associates. So I currently make four to $5,000 a month, but I was making more, but there was a slash there that was around like the commissions went from 8% to 3%. So that was like another $6,000 a month. And then I had another affiliate that was paused because they couldn't make the products. So I was basically going to be down $12,000 a month, which of course hurts, but it really hurts when you're trying to pay off debt and you're feeling like I've been working on this for so long. (laughs) So how can this really happen? So I decided that I would focus much more on products and affiliates and my email list and less on traffic, be less reliant on traffic and ad revenue. So I had to kind of redo things in April of last year and I focused more on products and that has enabled me to keep growing my income. So the second half of last year, everything got stronger and stronger. So I had one month in July where I actually made $31,000. Actually, I think it was like 31.8 or something like that and it was a bit of a fluke because I did really well on some affiliate promotion and so I got a little I got a nice little bonus of money there, but I just kept growing and growing, so if I look at last year on average, I made I think $26.6 thousand dollars per month and then November of last year, which is a fluke, so I'm not gonna say that this is a normal baseline number, but I launched another course, so I launched my Amazon course because I still do very well with Amazon despite the lower commissions, so I still make four to $5,000 a month. And what's interesting is I haven't even done any new articles for Amazon for over a year, but I still make all that money passively. But I launched a course on all the tips and tricks from even if you're like a beginner and don't even know where to start to the much more advanced tips and tricks, And I launched that then. And then there was Black Friday week. It's now become a week or a little bit more than a week. And so with the two of those, so I ended up making, I had one month where I made $45,000, which I couldn't believe, but. It was just the time of year and the earth and the moon, the stars all aligned and perfectly, but it was, it was a very good month.
0: So when you talk about it, you're like, Oh, it's just a fluke or it just happened. I, what I'm hearing from your story is just the opposite. What I'm hearing from your story is that you are always looking for, if something doesn't go right, you're always looking for, well, how can I improve or how I can, how can I pivot or how can I make things better? Right. That's really where I see why you have been successful is you didn't give up. You said, this is what it is, or you analyze your data and said, this is what I need to change.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, um, had to keep pivoting and I love data analysis too. I'm a real numbers person. So that just comes naturally to me, but I had to keep, you know, you got to go with the flow and you have to really say, well, what is, what's most sustainable and what can I control the most? So even though I was making a good amount of money on things like ads, I was probably making on an average month before maybe $7,000 and I'd make more during the holiday season. But it's like I can work and work and work and work and make that into from $7,000 to $8,000 or $9,000. And that's not the step change that I wanted. I really wanted to do more on products because I learned after having products that not only could I make more money, but I could have more control over it. So there was another blogger who was doing much better than I was. She's like, oh my God, I may end up making $100,000 this month. I've already made 80000 so far. What ideas do you ha- guys have that I can do to, to make $100,000 this month? And of course, she hit it with flying colors and probably made $120,000. And As it happened, I think the month after, I needed to figure out how I was gonna pay the IRS. And so I did the same thing. I was like, what ideas do you guys have? And then I implemented them or some of them and I exceeded my goals. And then I realized, oh gosh, like I have more control. So if I have an email list, even if my email list is small, I can actually leverage that email list into money somehow which at first I was clueless on but if you think always with a customer in mind okay my customer right now for that email list is a blogger what do I need I'm not trying to just make money from them right because that would be like horrible And backfire in many different ways. But rather, I am trying to help them and I'm going to help them by teaching them and I'm going to share information with them. So I share my income reports with them. I share what I've learned through this whole journey. Um, Every month up until July, I would have my income report that then said, here's how much debt I had left. And they would see the number going down and down. I had this cheering squad, you know, rooting for me to get this thing down. And it was really it was really kind of cool, but I realized that, gosh, there's a lot more that I have control over when it comes to products, because I can create a new product, as long as I can focus, which I'm not the best at focusing, but at times I can focus, like, especially when I need more money, like, I will do that, and I can focus on writing emails, and I can then say to myself, okay, so I have this funnel, right, of this, um, my free SEO course, and then those people become on my list and then some of them buy. Okay. So then the next question is, well, how do I get more people on my email list? And I just try different ways. So I also started last year running Facebook ads. So the theory was, okay, how much is each subscriber worth? And how much does the ad cost? Well, if the ad is costing me less than the amount that I'm making, I can just scale up the ads. So I started at some point, last year, I think maybe in January, doing like three hundred dollars or three hundred and fifty dollars a month in ads. And, you know, I was very careful because I still had so much debt and things messed up. And and that was before I even knew that Corona was gonna come our way. But I just gradually increased it. So I'm like, okay, I'm paying more, but I'm getting a return on that. Let me recycle that. And then it became, you know, okay, I'm gonna spend $400 a month and the next month. It was 500 the next month. It was 600. So it just kept scaling my email list. So that really helped. And I'm always looking for ways now to improve the funnels, to create more funnels, to create more products. What's a lead in for that? I still have tons and I mean, tons of work to do, but I figure, you know, we're in a new year and there are 12 months. So each month I can get at least one more thing done and then I can just keep building and, and insulating my business because, you know, blogging is not always stable or consistent. And so you have to diversify what you have, what you have, and also keep growing because if you don't keep growing, you're going to eventually, eventually slide away. So I'm just like, okay, you know, before the coronavirus happened, I knew the year before they were talking about recession and, you know, recession is nothing new. Like recessions happen, what, every, four or five years on average. So I said, okay, what's going to happen when that happens? Okay, ad rates are going to go down and this and that. So I need to build up because I need to make sure I'm getting enough money to pay down this debt and to continue paying my mortgage. So if I overshoot it by maybe 25%, then when something happens, I don't know what it will be, but I will still be okay
0: because I'll still be above the amount that I need. Does that make sense? Absolutely, and I love your inspiring story. I mean, one of my key takeaways from hearing it in the conversation that you had or the conversation that we had here is you're constantly looking at your business. You're constantly digging into the numbers. Numbers are so important, and quite frankly, many of us don't look at them as much as we need to, but the data mm-hmm. will tell you what you need to do. The data and then looking at the, the marketing trends and everything that's going on in the industry. Closing question. Oh, to go ahead.
1: <laughs> I, I totally agree with you, but there's another key source of learning for me, and that is learning from other bloggers. So I mm-hmm. am a constant learner. When I started monetizing, I did not even, I did not even think I was going to do a product. These people were talking mm-hmm. about products. I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. what am, product like i I can't create a product like what product would Mm -hmm. i create you know so my seo books were not um they were not planned they just kind of happened by happenstance but now i have seen so many bloggers in so many niches be so successful with their products with their printables, with their courses. And that has inspired me because now in my home decor side of my business, which is where, you know, probably the bulk of my income has come from. um, Now I've been trying to figure out how do I do the same thing? How do I create an email list? And how do I create products for home decor? You know, instead of just blogging Mm -hmm. about blogging stuff, how do I do that? So that was one of my other things I decided in April or May of last year, I'm going to create some products and I decided to start with some printables. I also, and this could sound so stupid, but um, I saw someone else's idea in a Facebook group and she had posted about somebody else's idea saying that you could sell your blog posts, turn them into ebooks for $5. And, and you don't lie to people, you don't mislead them or tell them, oh, you know, you put it in a different place. I told them right on the post, like this post is long. It's, you know, cause I took posts that were like three or 4,000 words in them. I said, this post is long and you can read everything you need to in this blog post. Or if you like the PDF, printable PDF version of it, it's only $5 and you can keep it and save it on your computer. And then, um, and and do and have it forever and no ads or anything like that. And so I did that. So I started to make some money from that. And then from there, after that, I then said, okay, let's take it to the next level. Let's learn what I learned from my SEO eBooks, which is, you know, I have one e ebook, but I can bundle it together with a second one. It becomes stronger. So I did an upsell of my printables. And we're not even talking expensive printables. I have some printables that are like $7. So I'd say, okay, if you buy it with this $5 book, then you can um, get this printable. It's normally $7, but you can get it for just $4 and some, and many people bought it. So I just kept doing that. And, and some of them worked and some of them didn't. And I switched them and, and stuff like that. But I'm, you know, making, making some, not huge amount of money, but I'm making some good money on that. So last year I was making maybe $600 a month extra on that. And if I put more time into it, then I would have been making a lot more. But I was you know, working on my Amazon course and everything like that.
0: And, I, and I'm just curious, are you using any of those as tripwires on your Facebook ads to help pay for them?
1: Oh, on my Facebook ads, I do have a tripwire. Okay. Um So, Facebook ads right now, I've only done for my SEO stuff because I know that that converts really well. I know people are super satisfied with my products there, so I'm willing to invest there. I did have someone run a test for me with one of my home decor things that was maybe $17, and it just did not pay for itself at all. Um, But that could have been because the product I was talking about was wasn't necessarily a good product or we didn't have the right audience or it could have been that it was the wrong time of year because it had to do with selling your house, which a lot of people don't do, you know, in October, November, but they might do it now. So I may, I may retry it, but um, on my SEO stuff, yes, I do have a tripwire for, I have a book on Google Analytics and how to read that because a lot of new bloggers don't know how to, do that or the important things to focus on. So it's, you know, it's marked down. It's very inexpensive if they get it that way, but it does help fund it. Yes.
0: So closing question for you, Debbie, what advice do you have for other online course creators or entrepreneurs or bloggers out there today?
1: (laughs) I have tons of advice always. (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure you do. (laughs) And you've Um, given
0: us tons today. Yeah.
1: But today in terms of courses, I guess my advice would be, it's like twofold. Just do it. Like don't if you have a good idea, do it and just get it done. And do not think that you need to launch expensive products. So there are a lot of course creators out there who are selling things for, you know, a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, thousand dollars, whatever. You don't need to do that. Small products sell very well. So I've had great success selling items that are like all different price ranges. So a lot of times, if you just narrow down to what is a need, a product need and fill that and get going, because once you get going, you can keep building on it. So on some of my courses, I started them out at a lower price point. I have an intro price. But over time I added to the courses and I made them meatier and then I made the the prices a little bit higher as well. And then I've combined things, I've done, you know, upsells and stuff like that. But you have to get started and do not think that you need to have a huge product. You can sell anything. I even sell some printables for like three dollars. <laughs>
0: So, you know, and Debbie, I, I completely agree. I would say if there was one mistake that I made in the initial part of my entrepreneur journey in this online course world was trying to create like the signature course from the beginning, right? I completely, I ended up completely kind of changing my process. And now I start with more many courses. And then some of them I've added on over the years, kind of done what you've done (laughs) or combining things. And they, you know, so I have some higher price ones, but I have a lot of lower price ones too. And they sell extremely well as you mentioned. It's so
1: true. Yeah. And I'm not saying you can't do higher price items. I'm saying just get started and, and don't let the price be the intimidation factor because just like what you're saying, you get started with those other ones. You're bringing people, um, into your uh, into your audience, you know? So like even my Tripwire book that's for Google Analytics, it's, you know, often they can get it for maybe $9 or something, which is small, but I purposely did a small price because these are for newer bloggers. And then the people that read it, like they actually see that I put out quality content. You know, I put out quality content in my free content as well. So then they will trust me that my paid product is going to be good. And I already have loyal fans. So if I think about this, in the same way I think about my flooring business, okay, well every customer, it's not just one customer that I get, those customers become repeat customers. And those customers have friends and their friends have floors. And so one customer can be worth five or six others in the same way that they might buy five or six of your books or courses that you make over time. Like I never thought I would even do any products, let alone have several of them at this point, you know, but they just keep happening and then people suggest other products and I just keep going from there.
0: Debbie, what's the best link for folks to go to, to get your free SEO course?
1: Oh, I don't know. (laughs) Right. 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 Yeah. I should have prepared for this. So first of all, my site is the flooring
0: The,
1: flooringgirl.com. And we'll put the um, link
0: in the show notes just so yes, everybody knows. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay.
1: Now, because my site is about flooring and painting, I do not publicize any of my blogging stuff. There's only one place on on there that you can find it. So if you go to the homepage, there are like eight blocks in there and the eighth block or square says my books and courses. And if you click on that, you can find everything So you can find my free SEO uh, course. You can find my other courses and books, you know, in there as well. And if you want to post a link in the show notes with this exact link to get there, that would be extra awesome.
0: I definitely will because I want to make sure people can find the SEO course. Debbie, thank you so much for joining me. I oh, absolutely welcome. loved your story. I was so inspired by it, and thank congratulations you. on what you've been able to accomplish in your business, paying off your debt, increasing your revenue per month. And I would love to talk to you again next year. This time, oh to yeah, see what you did in 2021. So <laughs> I know. Let's hope it
1: continue. I'll, I'll be happy, honestly, if things are just like stabilized. Like I just want to um. You know, I would love if I could somehow make thirty thousand dollars a month, but do it with less work. So I've been kind of trapped inside like everybody else, and I've been I'm immunocompromised, so I have to be careful. But I'm going to keep working until after I had the vaccine and things are safe and then I am planning to go swimming a lot. And I am planning on actually taking a vacation and maybe even two of them. So I need my business to be working for me, not vice versa. So that's my goal. And in the summer, I really, I wanna spend less time on my blog and have it working passively for me.
0: Well, I have full confidence that you will be able to do that and spend a lot of time in the water and at the beach. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Course Creators, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions about Course in a Box, which is offered on AppSumo, please reach out to me on LinkedIn or DM me on Facebook or Instagram. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Would love for you to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform and show us some love there. Have a great rest of your day and bye for now.